This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome to 51 First Dates. We're a podcast about dating. OMG. How original. No. But uh, thank you for being here. We, you know infamously do not like pitch ourselves super well at the top of this show but we are you know uh 2017 originated we just figured that out today (laughs) podcast about dating (laughs) i had an embarrassing moment with our very cool interviewee today uh who is melissa hobley who is the cmo of okcupid and we're gonna bring you that conversation in a little bit we had an awesome conversation we talked about all kinds of things. Um, ooh, <clears throat> got a little frog in my throat. Uh, we talked about all kinds of things, um, and we talked a lot about how OKCupid uh, has been evolving for uh, the unprecedented times. I'm like, truly, I saw a hilarious tweet the other day that was like, what is your favorite word for these times? And I'm just using all the stereotype ones. Um, but we chatted a lot about how they're responding to the Black Lives Matter movement and how they're allowing users to um, filter based on, you know, some issues that they're not willing to compromise on. And it was a cool conversation. I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. Me too. And I couldn't remember what year we started our podcast when talking to a fancy CMO. I was like, cool. Good job, Liza. No, she, there was... You know, I could barely as well. But, you know, time is confusing these days. So I think we should just give ourselves, you know, cut ourselves some slack. But if you are new here, if you're joining because you discovered us through Melissa, welcome. We started as a podcast where I, Kimmy, went on a whole bunch of dates, you know, to see what would happen, not necessarily to find someone. Uh, and then, spoiler alert, I ended up in a relationship. So going on dates works if you want to find a partner. But um, then we've had other people be our regular daters. We have cool guests on. We, you know, share our consumption during these quarantine times. So we understand that dating is super weird right now. So you can also come here to get like TV recommendations. We have a consumption quarter. I don't know. That's what we do. But we're really happy you're here. And if you've been here for yeah. a long time, we're even happier that you're back and you're still with us. And you're in and our little love you. It's yeah really special and yeah and we you know we like to try to talk about a date most episodes that a a regular dater has gone on but in these quarantine times we've pivoted a little bit but mostly it's just us chatting and talking about dating all the time um however oh my god i had such an important point and i forgot it oh but if you are new sorry (laughs) it's business time it's gonna be annoying business time if you are new we hope you will follow us on instagram at 514 states pod um and we always really like to plug our um community uh on our secret facebook group um it's a really really great community people go there to talk about dating people go there to to uh to bitch to celebrate successes to find solidarity to tell funny stories and i swear to you everyone in it is nice and cool and it's a really special place on the internet and if you're feeling a little bit isolated dating wise or you just you want a place to um feel supported in your dating journey please join it's lovely what else i mean i'm just gonna extra (laughs) plug the instagram this week because i put up a tweet from jenny hogan it's a very, very good tweet that she wrote, and I, you know, fully credited her. I'm not fuck sharing it, but it just did really well. It got a lot of organic traction um, on the gram, and I think it's because the quote is so darn good. I'm just going to read her tweet. Again, this is Jenny Hogan. This is not us, but I'm just like sort of using her to pitch on Instagram. I'm trying to do a better job there, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I believe if you regularly ask single women when they plan to get married, it's only fair to ask married couples when they plan to get divorced. And you know, I really like that energy. So <laughs> I 
am obsessed with that. I know. It's one of those things where, like, you read it and you're like, of course. Or if you're, uh, yeah, this is like one of my best friends, my actual oldest friend who I'm not related to, shout out Nick, um, he he always says that if you announce your if you do a big splashy engagement announcement on facebook or instagram you are you should be required to do the same thing for your divorce which is not Mm. i mean that's i love it i fucking it's just i think it's about like if you're broadcasting so much happiness you should also show that you know whatever social media can become a rabbit hole of happiness luckily we like to be positive and negative and equal varieties all the time both sides well not both sides both feelings both but our personal brand is not positivity no it's not it (laughs) definitely is not uh it's mediumativity so what's the game plan for today liza shall we catch up so we're gonna do quick consumption corner yep we got a question from our secret facebook group that we're gonna discuss yeah then we're gonna um hear from melissa yeah and it's really interesting i think thinking about things from like the dating apps perspective just tra- like made me think about empathy was a big one there you know that's a thing we all need more of right now but when hearing about these features and kind of the badges that okay cupid has put on it's like oh yeah we all if we can just date with more empathy honestly if we can just interact with anyone with more empathy i that's something i need to work on um because i tend I, to we not all do yeah Hey. Um any anyway, anyway, is there any content you're consuming that's making you feel empathy, right? You know, <laughs> Look I, at that segue. I know. You know, we get into this a little bit with Melissa. I'm still watching Married at First Sight. I thought it was gonna be like a one season thing, but I just I crave when they have to see each other at the altar. Um, it's just like, whoa, what are they gonna think of each other at first glance? Anyways. Uh the lesson is often like if they're not attracted, they end up kind of developing an attraction to each other but anyway that i will gloss over because i've given it way too much airtime i know every week you've been t- like you've been talking about it i've just been like i am gonna love this show and i've started watching it but i keep starting it too late i like i keep starting it as my bedtime show and it's that's long. such a mistake you can't watch new tv as a bedtime show so i'm going to mo- i've been working my way through a show that you guys all know longtime listeners know i listen i watch and it's horrible but i've been really like finishing the 90 day fiance franchise oh wow oh wow yeah it's my last like new season of it Uh, like i only i've been watching the regular one and before the 90 days like i can't get into all there's like eight different varieties now i can't get into that but as soon as i finish this last new season i have i'm gonna uh like give it a good intentional watch it is it's perfect like not a palate cleanser it is more of the same maybe not as extreme but I don't know. Uh, But I was also thinking, you know, what else am I watching? And I was like, oh, I haven't been watching because I have been ferociously playing Settlers of Catan. Um, Yes. Yeah. So this is this. But I'm going to pitch it. And I, I, okay. I thought Settlers of Catan was way just like a nerd activity. I learned how to play it earlier this year, IRL, you know, in January or something. And had a great time learning it. And it was fun. And then in quarantine, have been getting more and more into it. Got Tony on board to play with me. We play online a lot now with each other and bots because you need three people for the in-person game. But his um, his Catan set just came. My brother got an expansion set. So when I'm all COVID-free and I can see my family, I hope to play Catan with them. Uh, it's just a very fun, like, strategic game that is I thought was going to be more intimidating than it is. It's really easy to learn. And... I think this is why I'm bringing it up. It would be really fun to meet someone on a dating app if you both play Catan and then play on the online game together and like message during it. I think that would be fun. That's a really good idea. I feel like in this time, we even say this with Melissa, people are trying to figure out how to date. People are tired of going on walks or like picnics or outside distancey activities. That's such a great way to get to know someone and also like it's a little fun and sexy to be competitive with someone you're dating especially right now when we can't actually be like fun and sexy that easily i like i like a little competitive gameplay in fact my ex-boyfriend taught me how to play Catan, um whatever whenever that was uh, many a, a day ago but um but i remember it was always kind of like a fun competitive thing that we did together that like was a blast yeah great great remote dating idea 
Thank you. I hope so. I mean, I then look back at myself and I'm like, I would have, before I played it, I'm like, that's too nerdy to put on my profile. But there are so many people. It's not yes. nerdy. I, I, I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many it's people full, who play. Totally. It's like full, I feel like it's fully transitioned to, to mainstream now in a way that it should. It's such a fun game and it's not intimidating. Like It's easier mm-hmm. to learn than Monopoly. I swear to God. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but it's more, it's fun to continue playing versus totally. Monopoly's. They're very, it's still fun, but like you're like, oh, I'm, this yeah. is what's going to happen. And you can play that well, online even too. A long Catan game is like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Like that's the thing. <laughs> you can finish a Catan game. You and always you do. Go, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's totally. not like an entire I, week. Um, <laughs> with I got out. it for my niece for like her 12th birthday or something like that. Uh, she's very, very smart. And I was like, I kind of think you're going to love this. And my family now plays viciously competitive games. Oh, yeah. Feelings have been hurt. You know, alliances have formed. It's it's like gnarly. I'm excited for someday when we can all be together and, and bust out the expansion pack and, you know, we'll get seven or eight people in the game. And it's it's gotten brutal. I know. <laughs> I all feel compet- like all of us are so competitive. I have one friend in L.A. who won't play because she's like, see it, like destroy a friend's friendship. She's like, I, I won't play that game. It's like, OK. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a dark place where I conspired with my niece against my brother-in-law. Like I, I gave so her, her resources so that he couldn't win. No, this wasn't her dad. This was my my a different whatever my sister's okay. husband. Um, but uh, her. Oh right, right. Her, that makes sense. No. Yeah, but I like I was like, I know if I can stop him from winning, then I can win. So I gave her resources to use against him, so he could I, like vicious. Yeah, very vicious. Uh, um, but that's fun. a great idea that, and games fine. are a good vibe right now i'm getting some tv fatigue again shocking yeah. um oh, yeah. but it's a good vibe i also uh started um this is such a sad recommendation but i've been watching i'll be gone in the dark mm. i hadn't been watching it because i read the book and i was like and i followed the case really closely and i was kind of like ah, i think i know everything like i was like i don't think the show is gonna i mean i know everything lol there's a million things to know about this case but i was like i because i read the book i don't feel like i need to watch the series it's gonna be unbelievably sad and it is but it's also really well done and such a such a something that's striking me is like it's such a portrait of like a woman who just worked so hard and felt so much responsibility for her work and so much um like desire to do a good job and yeah. uh and it's yeah it's horribly sad but very well made and i think like a good tribute to to who michelle mcnamara was yes if you're unfamiliar it's the golden state killer um well it's really a documentary about michelle mcnamara and her experience with that i think and i also i think there is just i'm it's not so focused i haven't watched the last episode yet i just was whining to lies about this i'm waiting for roku and hbo max to figure out their stuff so i can watch it on a big screen but uh i feel like there's just it's painful to watch but a lot of attention played to the paid to the victims and not so much on this monster um as much as it is about this monster it's not we never glorify him. We think about all the other ways like Michelle McNamara and other women have been impacted by their own experiences with men yeah. um, and predators. And I, yeah, it is horrifying though when yeah. just hearing, yes, and very sad as well because she passed away while writing yeah, this book. Yeah, I mean, it's sad in like 25 ways. But- yep. There's also moments where it's like, oh, the internet can come together and do a good thing. Mm-hmm. And all of these uh, women are like so brave and so strong. And they're talking about this on camera to try to help other people. Like there is a moment where one of the victims talks about connecting with another one for the first time on the phone and just how meaningful that was to her. And oh yeah, it's yeah. I mean, if you like if you like true crime, it's great. If you like, you know, humanity, it's great. But it is a fucking painful sad painfully sad watch oh yeah um so that's the headspace i've been in no it's dark it's very very dark uh i know it's like a, so intense i need to watch some more doghouse uk doghouse uk i wish i had more of it oh that's the other thing i want to watch first dates uk which is something else i have heard yeah. mentioned now and i thought maybe we'd do patreon but i can't i can only watch hbo max on my computer because i have a roku uh, anyways, that is not a big problem that, and I must stop whining. 
Okay, shall we do a listener question and then dive into our interview with Melissa? Let's do it. Okay. All right. What are y'all's thoughts on reconnecting with people? There was a guy I met from Hinge in September of last year that I keep thinking about. We went on four to five dates. He even met some of my friends who all loved him. So funny, kind, and interesting. The only issue was I wasn't super physically attracted to him. He was an absolute gem when I told him I thought we should part ways, saying I should let him, I would let him know if anything changed. And he also messaged me on Hinge back in January just to say one of my new prompts was funny. So I think he'd be open to reconnecting. I'm wondering if I was too quick to judge. I've definitely let physical characteristics weigh heavily on past dating situations and ended up breaking up because of character issues. So it seems like I should be putting someone with great conversational chemistry, character, and personality at the top of my list with the idea that other components could grow over time. My concern is that if we reconnected and ended up getting physical, it wouldn't get there for me, and then I would have to sort of put this guy through the ringer. So, hmm. I'll add a little more context um, that came from the comments because this was in our secret Facebook group. I got permission to read it on the podcast. But someone asked, is he unattractive to you or just not smoking hot? And she, our, our, our author, sorry, writer, wrote, he is attractive. I thought he was cute when I connected with him on Hinge. I felt like I broke it off because I didn't want to basically jump on him like I had with past guys, but I think that could also be because he's so nice and emotionally available, actually interested in a relationship, which is not what I usually go to. So I think there's like, I relate a lot to this and it also makes me think I'm married at first sight. <laughs> because, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I mean, my advice here is simple, which is like, you need to go for it. I am such a fan of reconnecting mm. and I'm I'm engaged to someone I reconnected with. That's true. And also... I think that I'm a huge, Kimmy and I are both huge proponents of um, challenging your past behavior. Yep. Because we all have these learned behaviors that we have learned for a reason. We've been hurt or we've, you know, received external cues and we've taken them and we've shaped them into things. And I think rethinking our behavior like not all of our behavior, obviously, we all, you know, have learned things about keeping ourselves safe and protecting our hearts. It's not like a bad thing, but stuff like that, like, oh, I need to be so attracted that it's like, I can't control myself or whatever. I like want to like jump him. That's like a thing that you can be like, okay, well, what if that wasn't true? What mm -hmm. if I just liked him a lot and thought he was nice looking, but it wasn't like this hormonal, like chemical surge? Yeah. The chemical surge is tricky because you need to be attracted. There must be some sort of surge, but to big of a surge at the beginning I guess my thought is this listener has I feel like gone to therapy she's very self-aware if not and I'm impressed in terms of just like this is what I typically go for and it doesn't work out and looking back um she said they had gone on four to five dates so I actually think there's a way to reconnect I think COVID may be oh this is dark to say I was going to say to your advantage right now which is an insane thing to say so let me rephrase I think the fact that you could reconnect without necessarily being able to be in person right away. It gives you kind of an opportunity to not reconnect all the way. And I think definitely ask him what he's comfortable with. But he did reach out to you. So I feel like you, there could start to be some interacting, you know, maybe Zoom dating. And then you do have, I think if he's, I know you don't want to hurt him. But it sounds, you said he was attractive. And you explained all these things that like just why you think you weren't as attracted to him. I think there's another shot here that you can take without being an asshole. And I think, yeah. you know, if you both finally then do meet up in person and it's not there, I think that's still fair. I don't – this – to me, this just feels different because it was four to five dates. It wasn't like a situationship that you drug along and, and hurt – broke his heart and I, I don't know. And he reached back out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like I, I feel like it's so admirable you're thinking about his feelings here. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like incredibly cool of you and not something that everyone would do. Um, in fact, when when Kimmy was reading this to me, I had read it in the Facebook group, but it was like a minute ago. So it, it didn't uh, I didn't immediately remember. Kimmy was reading it to me and I was like, oh, my God, we check out. Oh, my God, we check out. Like I wasn't thinking about anything. And then it got to the end where this listener was like, my concern is like his feelings. I was like, oh, I wasn't even thinking of <laughs> Like, truly. True this empathy, is not... though. Empathy, empathy. Uh, yeah. So good. Yeah. Like, it's so many props, too, because it is a big deal. 
I think you could even potentially, you know, when you reach back out, you know, maybe you guys chat on Zoom or have a couple chats. You could even say, like, I am a little worried about this. I don't want to be in the same position where I don't feel it at some point. But I, I have been thinking about you. Like, I think you can be honest and say, you know, this is where I have mixed feelings. I would never want to, like, hurt you or anything like that. Um, But I have been thinking about you and that has to mean something. I really think there is something to, like, what stays at the top of your brain it's almost like if you meditate or you journal mm-hmm. um, or you go to therapy, like it tends to be like the the thing that you tend to find the same thing surfacing when you're meditating or like when I do my morning pages, like something that I won't even think that I'm thinking about comes out. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like the thing that stays top of mind is something to like take note of. And this person stayed in your head for a reason. And that could even be something you communicate to him while you're saying like, but, you know, I'm worried like I don't want to you know be yep. the same in the same position again and hurt you and anything like that so so like don't you know please tell me like not to proceed if if there's like a oh uh, any of that you feel uncomfortable with yeah and there was definitely like there's a good amount of conversation in the comments around like what well four to five dates is actually significant and if you didn't feel the attraction like you know what he looks like didn't necessarily change uh so are you sure you're not just lonely and I think those are all valid to things to weigh but I think the solve is what Liza just said like being really upfront about it uh as weird or uncomfortable as that might be I think it will actually if I were him I'd feel really I mean there's a a polite way to word it not like I wasn't super physically attracted to you because you're not good looking just like you know we didn't have that physical connection whatever and there's a way to be upfront and then kind of feel out what that other person if I was him I'd feel like thank you for being a little bit open let me see what my bandwidth is and I think another interesting comment from a male listener said their physical attraction didn't change the only thing that did this time around was how important physical attraction is to you in the grand scheme of things which like that Hmm. could have changed for you and I think that's a really smart point but he does go on to say like go for it but then also maybe be like just be a little extra transparent be extra sensitive extra empathetic and i i really i'm gonna steal that as my advice i like that like totally yeah Yeah. also i think and this is tricky because you can't necessarily easily sleep with someone in covid it's tricky to get there to figure out the logistics of it to figure out the like are you quarantining am i quarantining do we need covid tests all this stuff but kimmy tell me how you feel about this i think I have experienced in my life being attracted to someone and then we have sex and I'm like, oh, there's no chemistry or I've like not been as attracted to someone and then we have sex and then I'm like, oh, we have an enormous amount of chemistry and I'm never advocating like go, go sleep with someone if you don't want to. But like, obviously, like we're both pretty sex positive, et cetera. Like, I think sometimes it's it can be hard to for me it's been hard to guess I have assumed incorrectly Mm -hmm. in both directions I completely agree and if it's like I yeah if it's something I'm like I'm so pumped to have sex and it's good whoa usually that's a red flag or it should have been a red flag um yeah no I think I think you're right Liza I think and generally I just married at first sight again but I do think that (laughs) you it mm, mm. four to five dates is significant yes but attraction can grow I've my attraction for people I've dated has grown over time as I got to know their personality better whereas like some of those people you're immediately attracted to that attraction has forced me to like hang out with parts of that personality I didn't like but like and like compromise around it because I was like no there's that attraction or this good on paper stuff so I think the yeah the healthier direction for attraction to grow is starting with less and then growing to more, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I don't know, a lot of people, for a lot of people, myself included, and I know this is the case for you, Kimmy, because we've talked about it on and off the pod, but like the the more like the emotional connection leading to a greater physical connection is such a thing mm-hmm. for men and women, I think. Like, I, I really believe that yep. it's super important and yeah yeah that's Uh, my deep hot take no but let us know what happened what you what you decided to do I just I thought that was both relatable and like very of the moment and yeah just appreciated all the comments on it as well so yeah such a smart comment I didn't I didn't give this props before but the comment of like are you unattracted to him or do you 
is yeah. he unattractive to you or like that's yeah. such an important distinction to make too because mm-hmm. yeah their physical attraction is completely important if you see someone you're like i am not attracted to you at all like yep. that's you know i don't know if you're coming back from that but if it's just like yeah like if you're a good looking person but i'm not uh i'm not like just absolutely dying to have sex with you like that's a distinction that i think is really important yeah i agree it's like it's hard for me to even understand what i'm attracted to sometimes in people because i don't have a history of going for just like super hot men a couple times there but usually it's it's mixed in but with, if i think about yeah your like background i don't think you have a type no i don't think i do either except sometimes it gets into like power dynamics and wanting to win and <laughs> like check boxes in terms of job and school which is all messed up i think i've left a lot of that behind but um yeah i don't think i have a type at all right right yeah like a physical type like i'm just thinking about you know i'm i'm lining i'm lining them up in my <laughs> they're all they're all <laughs> the, good like the nice looking good looking no they're all guys. yeah no one's bad looking well maybe i don't know um okay no whoa it doesn't matter anyway <laughs> oh, without talking let's not about do Kimmy's that <laughs> um (laughs) hilarious um anyway guys we are going to take a very quick ad break and then we're gonna be back with melissa and chat all things day related and uh, that's the (laughs) what was i about to say there i don't know that's the (laughs) tea that's the that's the plan that's the deal that's what we're doing uh we love you thank you if you think about it if you want to like kind of during this ad break just tune out for a minute but play the ad you could pause the ad whatever but if you want to just go and rate subscribe review that means a lot that helps when people reach out you know about guests um or when we reach out but then also people you know look at those reviews and they're like oh this is actually a podcast worth uh, our time so thank you for those if you've already reviewed and if you haven't just do it while we have this ad break yeah This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Okay, we are so excited to have Melissa Hobley here, the CMO of OKCupid. Your career is amazing. What you're doing is amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, ladies. That's so nice. This is a nice way to start. Can I just dial in every morning? <laughs> yes. I love it. This is like Monday morning, first thing I'm doing all week. It's, uh, it's really great to be talking to you. Oh my God. It's so fun to talk to you guys. Uh, we're fans at OKCupid. I am a fan. Uh, and, uh, I'm like really excited to chat with you guys. So glad. Um, we're going to get into all kinds of stuff today. We're going to talk about, um, dating in COVID, but we won't talk about it that much. We're going to talk about, uh, dating online in general. We're going to talk about working in a dating company. We're gonna do it all. Um, but we always like to ask our guests as an icebreaker, do you have a worst first date story? I totally have a worst first date story. <laughs> I went, this guy, I was like right out of college in New York City. And this guy took me, he was a little bit older, like older 20s, not like 60. And he, he took me to the Museum of Sex for our first date. And I was like, we, I had not indicated anything that was like, I, I had not, we had not talked about that. We had not said, oh, that's like a place like, that'll be either weird or cool. No, no, like no, um, no heads up that that would have been like a good idea. It was really weird. And I like left quickly. It was just strange. And I was like young, you know, I wasn't like 38 where I don't know, I could have a martini and be like, you're kind of weird, but let's anyway, it's just like a terrible first date. Oh my God. I have a lot of them, but that was, that one just 
understand. No, I mean, it's a very specific place to go without kind of a little conversation about it or you've both admitted like, oh, I've really, I've always wanted to go there. I've seen all the posters on the subway, but it's just like, no, we're going and we don't know each other. Um, I've embarrassingly been watching Married at First Sight. It is like garbage television that I have just discovered. But like there's all that like when does sex well, – you're it's a stranger. So like talking about sex is weird that they're first, you know, on their wedding night. But yeah, just when you don't know someone, yes. it's, it's a big movie. But by the way, Married at First Sight is uh, such amazing television. Um, a One of my childhood best friends in Indiana, we both – we say that we like made it out um, – uh, was one of the executive producers or still is like for that show. And so I will always be like, what is the real story? Are they, you know, give me the, give me the scoop. It's fascinating television. It is. It's, it's true. Oh my God. Fascinating. Yep. Having and you know, part of the inspiration on... behind that show came from, came from the idea of, you know, one of the challenges of dating apps is like, sometimes people feel overwhelmed by the choice. Mm-hmm. And so what if you, what if you presented in a social experiment kind of way, the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So dating apps inadvertently helped. Totally. That's true. They talk about that. We were talking. Yeah. yeah, We were talking about that even recently with Indian matchmaking, which is like such a great Netflix series. Oh my God. And you had, um, you had, what's her name on? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. We were. Nadia. (laughs) Don't you fell in love with her right away on that show? Like I've never, uh, I've never, I haven't since I was in middle school been more like, I hope she likes me. (laughs) 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 Truly. Um, but it's true. Like there's, there's, uh, there's such an overwhelming amount of choice out there in dating it's so much work and and we outsource especially as like new yorkers or former new yorkers we outsource so much like i i don't do so many things for myself that that most people do um and it just seems to make some sense (laughs) can someone do some legwork on this um but yeah it's a it's a great uh great friend to have who's like works at a dating tv show i was having drinks with someone once who told me she was a producer on the bachelor and i was like you need to tell me everything and she was like i can't and i was like keep trying to get you drunk and she did end up telling me a couple things but she did oh that's so good i bet those i bet the bachelor producers are pretty like tight-lipped yeah well yeah i mean it's such a such an institution but like any of those shows i'm always just like oh my god i need to know i want to know more i have to know more right yeah yeah, I watch a lot of trash TV, so uh, yeah, I'm with you. Okay. I'll, I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're big fans of that, Melissa. This is like a very cheesy way that we like to ask this question. Like, what has your relationship to relationships been? And I guess in the context of like, you know, working for OkCupid, were you using dating apps? Were you online dating? Like, what's it like? What did your relationship to relationships change once you started working in dating? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's such a good question. I I think first of all, I am on I don't know if you'll meet someone on more dating apps than me. I'm on 39 dating apps around the world this morning. I counted. Uh because oh okay, it is global. Yeah, I know, right? It's a lot of that's a lot of dating. <laughs> it's a lot of first liners. Uh I'm on so I'm on dating apps all over the world. I um, you know, it actually I'd sum it up by saying this, working in a dating app makes you so, or at least has made me incredibly um, empathetic to dating and falling in love and heartbreak and all that, everything that goes with it. Uh, so I feel very humble about that. The, the experiences, I mean, the thousands of conversations I have had with, whether it's someone who's, you know, living in a city and having a really hard time dating and feels like the guys are dickheads and everyone's shallow. And if you're not a size zero Instagram swimsuit model, it's just going to be hard, you know, to, you know, a guy who's a single dad and it's really hard for him to get out. And he's worried that no one wants to go out with a single dad because he's got some baggage and became a dad again, um, to someone in Indonesia who's gay and having a hard time and a dating app is the only way, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, I, I just feel very humble about the whole thing. This has been the most interesting job and incredibly eye-opening about how we engage with people and what matters. And it's a lot of responsibility. Uh, you know, you every day at OkCupid, we say, and including our CEO, like, how do we do a better job at this? How do we do a better job? And every day we get a little bit better. 
but we've been around 16 years. So we're like the OG of the dating apps. We're very good at this. We're very good at helping say, Hey, we think these two people have some stuff in common, but, um, you also have to get together in person as you guys have talked about a lot, you know, on different episodes. So, so, um, it's, it's, it's just a really fascinating place to work. We take the responsibility, you know, in a really big way. And, and, you know, um, my husband laughs because at night, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm on, what, what are you on right now? I'm like, well, I'm tonight. I am in Delhi. Uh, <laughs> I'm dating in Delhi. It's just very interesting. Um, what a moment for women. Uh, we're seeing in India. Um, so anyway, I could go on and on and on, but it's a really interesting uh, thing. It makes you really appreciate the uh, the love that you have. And it makes you feel very hopeful and also frustrated for folks. Yeah. I kind of have a question. It doesn't have to be specific to India or Delhi, but I am curious. You have all this, you know, global data as well as your own global dating experiences. Are there any kind of from a marketing perspective, I'm just curious, are there any kind of unique global markets where like the way you make OkCupid appealing as a place to date is like very unique and different than the way dating apps are marketed here in the US? Like, I don't know if that exists. So that's kind of nebulous. Yes, that's a... That's a great question. Yes. And it comes down a lot to um, cultural differences, where a society is in terms of uh, the role that women play. You know, India is just a very fascinating one because, you know, and we're all watching, uh, we're all watching, um, you know, um, Indian matchmaking on Netflix, right? And so you have a, um, uh, in the U.S., dating has been evolving for for many, many, many years, right? Um, in India, it's it's virtually happening overnight, where you have had thousands and thousands of years of arranged marriage and and a way that that relationships were made by families, uh, and that is changing essentially overnight. And and so the way and so what that means is um, most men on dating app, most people on dating apps in India are men. So one of your first challenges which is really interesting is, is how do we get more women here? It's, it's also a society and a culture where uh, women are often expected to leave their job, leave their family and completely be devoted to the house. Once they get married, you know, they even move in with, with their husband, the husband's family's going to call out shots. That's changing. And what's driving that is women are going to college. They're working, they're working in tech. And this is in the major cities in India, right? You would, it's, a, it's a country of 1.3 billion people. So this is not happening, you know, over every, every square inch in India. Um, and so because they have their own money, they can start to make their own choices and do their own things. And I, I, that's one of the things I like about that show is you can see, you can see um, women um, cutting through and wanting to really make their own choice. The role of a dating app can be really positive if you can harness what women care about and what, um, what matters to them. So one of the ways we market in India, we would never do here, which is, you know, OkCupid's famous because we have these questions that you, that act as filters. So, uh, you know, you can, if you care deeply about politics, we are the only dating app that can let you filter and on people who are voting, if they're pro-choice, if they believe in gay rights, if they believe in gun control, climate change, you name it. And if you don't care about any of that stuff, that's also okay. You know, um, in India, we, tailored the experience to ask questions like, should a woman work after marriage? Mm. Now, that is such a central, important question. I'm the only dating app doing it there, but I can't imagine if I were a young woman in India, when I had just finished my degree, I'm working 80 hour weeks in tech, you bet your ass I'm not gonna leave that job when I get married. And so, and you can, right, you can see it with Ash, Akshay and some of the other if people on that show. So. So what you can do though is if you can if you can have an impact on how a whole generation of young men are thinking about women and what they want out of life, could you actually help further the feminist movement? Could you actually help encourage the Me Too movement? And and um, we don't pretend to be able to cure, you know to shift things and be very respectful of culture. So it's it's a little bit tricky, but that's one of the, that's an example of how we might talk about. Okay, Cupid in India, where I would never ask that question in the U.S. or use that in marketing. Um, you would never like, say. Maybe you should. No. I'm just, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we, we probably do need to go to back to some of those. No, things, right? I just feel like it's. I was the thing that was coming up for me is that even um, you know a lot of we have listeners in a lot of different places, but we hear most from listeners in the U.S. and England. Um, but 
so many I feel like a lot of times we hear about people hiding problematic viewpoints even like weeks months into relationships like I would personally like to just be like can we just make sure that you're not um like secretly trying to I don't know hide this thing from me that you know I'm not gonna like be down with or whatever yes yeah yeah um that is you know one of the biggest the absolute biggest um trend on OkCupid over the last three years has been filtering on politics Mm. And, and, and talking about politics through dating experience. And it's happening in two ways. One is on the profile, one of the great plug, plug, insert plug here. But one of the great things about OkCupid is our profiles are more robust and you have to answer 15 questions that of your profile. So we know that helps weed out people that are just interested in the ego boost of the swiping and the gamification. And they're not actually trying to go on a date, right? And so like, you're just not going to answer 15 questions and we make you put a couple of photos, you know, we just make you do a little bit more. Like we think it should take longer to set up your profile than like get an Uber. Uh, and so, um, the first thing we started noticing was um, political phrases jumping onto your profile. So imagine, and uh, you know, pre, and it all started happening leading up to the 2016 election. And then it skyrocketed after that, meaning people started to say, if you are voting for Trump, swipe left. That started to come up. That was that was a very popular one, which is why I call that out. And then, um, you know, if, you, if you're not voting, swipe left. And, and that is so fucking awesome uh, for like a number of reasons. But then people would go into our political questions and say, I identify as liberal. I only want to, you know, admit this matters to me a lot. I only want to see other people in this, you know, in these issues, it's often topic driven, like, you know, like a lot of people, a Democrat and a Republican label does not feel perfect or how well, some people want to identify it. But what you can do is I care about climate change. I do not want to see people who don't believe climate change is a thing. I can imagine going on a date and finding that out or seeing a MAGA hat in their closet. I just can't, I cannot, what a waste of my time and energy, right? And so we see people doing those two things. Uh, and, um, it's, again, it's just awesome. I think, Jen, 20-somethings and 30-somethings have gotten a bad rap, partly because of dating apps or being appearance-driven. And we see people taking so much time to say, these issues I care about deeply. And if you don't, that's fine. Just don't message me. And, and we see it from men and women. Uh, so, you know, we just don't think this is going to go anywhere. And it's, it's, it's not even a trend. It's just a a permanent shift and why that's really, really interesting. I mean, we've been doing this for 16 years, so we can look at what people have been doing three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, is uh, this is the first generation that's really done that. And dating apps have become your where you put your political bumper sticker. They have become where you put the vote for Bernie, Biden, whatever, because we don't have yards, right? We like live in cities, we live in apartments. Uh, And that has become okay. It has become cool. Uh, You know, we've leaned into that in a big way. It helped bring, you know, kind of give OkCupid this comeback of having a pro-choice filter, of having, you know, these other questions. And there are people that are going to, have you heard about woke fishing? There are people that are going to like present themselves in a specific way to get the girl that they think cares about that. But that's actually very, very hard to do when how you're answering those questions is impacting the thousand people I might show you over the next year. Yeah, like having under interest intersectional feminism as a straight man. I've seen that. That's why I bring it up. But like, have you yeah. seen that? <laughs> I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, yeah. It's so. But it's so. It's almost as like a very liberal person. I'm also like, shouldn't I be open to other viewpoints? But there's also something that, especially in today's age, and especially this election year and moment in our history it just there are certain things I it is really important to align to a certain extent you know I don't know that's just that's really appealing to me and cool especially with something like being pro-choice that could impact your dating life sooner than like you know other belief systems if you're having sex so yeah I don't know I think that's really cool I really admire those builders I well I appreciate hearing that but I I think that's right and I I think I think the um, that will impact you, right? If you are not on the same page on, or he is deeply 
has deeply held beliefs that that abortion should not be uh, something women have the option to do. And you guys go on a date and you hook up and something happens. Like that is, it's an important thing to have. Uh, and there is that criticism, oh, you're just putting people in bubbles further. But I, and I, I get that, but I think uh, if I care deeply about this, I, as an okay, if a dater cares deeply about an issue or a topic, um, as a dating app, why don't I create the technology to power that? And I place no, and you, by the way, we, you know, we have conservatives, we have everything, we, you know, we have all the things, but, um, but there are certain issues also that we will put like a flag in and LGBTQ rights are one of those things. Um, I'm surprised that not all dating apps have this, but you know, you can, you can say, I, this issue cares, I care deeply about, I don't want to see people that don't share a support for LGBTQ rights. And, uh, and by the way, that would be, that would be a huge issue. If you started to fall for somebody and they didn't believe in that and, and you care about that and you, you're an ally to that community, you're not going to work out. Like it will not work out. I am not a psychologist or uh, a therapist, but I can tell you it will not, it will not work. Uh, yeah. so, you know, um, I think the thoughtfulness of dating is something that is coming back and people are thinking about more. And I think the election and the Black Lives Matter movement and all of these, all of these really, um, uh, all of the things that have been happening over 2020, the White House uh, um, are making people think more about what it, they are okay with. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and when the stakes are very high, you, you become a little more clear about what is going to work for you and what isn't. Totally. And in that same, under that same umbrella, something that has surprised me the most since starting this dating podcast in 2017, right? Or 2016? Not last time. 2017. 2017. Yes. Yeah, so okay. It was anyway. 2017. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. But I know. Not CMOs. Uh, That's but, what we're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. We're really selling here. Um, but the thing that shocked me the most, and it is sad because it's, it's full on just white privilege out the ear, is uh, I was so surprised by how much racism uh, non-white daters that we interact with, like our, our listeners, friends, like people who reach out to us, experience on dating apps and so often in messaging. Like you, they match with someone, they're chatting, they think things are going well, and then either boom, there's a message or they go on a date and they hear incredibly problematic, racist viewpoints. Is that something that's in the conversation for you guys? Do you have infrastructure for reporting users like that? How do you handle that kind yeah. of like overt racism on dating apps? Yeah, totally. And I'm glad you asked that question. It's something we care deeply about. And OkCupid has a legacy and history of taking a social stand on things. So it's not just something we say. In fact, a very short story was I had just joined the company uh, 2017 when you guys started your, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> now that we figured that out. <laughs> And the, the Charlottesville rallies happened and, uh, and I mean, I was, I was on the job like two or three weeks and, and OPQ would have never done marketing, which is why you have not heard a lot about, um, about the brand, which I think is very interesting. Um, but, uh, we, uh, there was a vice special and, and, and the app, just a, the, the appetite was the white house had not said anything. And, and, and there, you could feel, you could feel the anger, you could feel the sadness, you could feel the the um dumbfounded like uh how the fuck is our is our president not condemning white supremacy this is actually not controversial yeah. and um there was a vice special so which had aired sunday night and on monday morning someone reached out and said hey one of those guys was was on okay cupid and i just we just very well truly within seven and a half minutes we did like a tweet and kicked him off and said like Chris Cantwell was on our, was on OKCupid and we kicked him off and blacklisted him for life. There is we, zero, zero tolerance for this. It was a very, you know, public example, but you know, by 5 p.m. we had 150,000 retweets and like three New York Times articles. And I think the appetite for a company to take a stand on issues and say, how do we further uh, conversations and practices that are, we just can't believe we're dealing with this in 2020, although you can, because this country is so behind in how we should be treating our black brothers and sisters. So um, that, and it's just a small example of, we, we take this shit seriously. We have a zero tolerance. And first of all, 
our community um, moderators and our the team that, that manages this uh, cares so deeply uh, and will kick you out, ban you. Don't you know? Don't try to get Pasco. You're out. Uh, we are looking at profiles for anything that might be in a profile that is offensive or even close to racist. Uh, we think about the matching system and how to do this. Okay, keep it at a very famous blog where we basically said, hey, this is how people engage with races. So, you know, we, we have exposed ourselves and said, this is how people behave. You know, it's, t it's difficult because uh, our, um, you know, there is no clear press A and B and you can solve this problem. It, it, is, it is difficult. I think one of the best things that we can do is extrapolate information from you, is, is show the dimensions of what make you interesting. Your race, your religion, those are part of who you are. But uh, I know that we do the best job of that because we, we make you answer 15 questions. We have over 3,000. This is not a photo and four words. It is not that. You will not get an OK Cupid and see, I live in Murray Hill, I'm in finance, I'm 6'2". You, you will not see that. You will see all these things. And here's a great example. We, we were the first and only dating app to roll out a Black Lives Matter badge. And we did that within four days. Our company has never, when you do stuff on, on an app and you make a change, even a button changes color, it, it actually takes a lot of time. There's like a lot of moving pieces. And uh, we literally dropped everything to do that because we wanted to do things. We wanted to, to actually match you. If you care about that movement and the, this reckoning, you're gonna click with other people that also care about that. But secondly, we wanted to do our part as a tech company to uh, to further the conversation. And the badge is still live, you can see it now. And, and if you make something a part of your story, you are also supporting that, right? And, and so um, I think we're doing some things. I think we gotta do more, uh, Yeah, you know, we gotta do more. I'm curious specifically only because I know a lot of our, our listeners are looking for a place they can go date where they have um, the ability to take action on inappropriate usership. Like, so, so is there a feature where there, if there is like blatant racism and messaging, are users able to report that to you guys? Yes. yes. If someone sends you a message, there is a button literally right there that says flag as inappropriate. And then when the actual drop down. Um, it's a it's sexually explicit. It's a, you know it, it it is actually a drop down. That is it's almost like a bat phone. Those flags become uh, priority. So you can the minute you get a message like that, you uh, our system may catch it, but you can also proactively tell us this is inappropriate, and and that it that immediately goes to like our this incredibly passionate team who will uh, take a number of actions they may reach out to you directly and say we are we are so sorry they may say um we and they may, may let you know we have blocked this user for life they you know, there's a number of steps based on what what that action is and then we will do that we will block that person we uh depending on what it is we may you know we may do even more than that that's which is great and then i guess in other other terrible things going on in this country right now um i'm curious but we can do a positive spin i just you know i want for people out there dating who listen to this right now i think you know Liza and i sometimes are admittedly a little bit out of touch except that we we do understand that 2020 has been an extremely difficult year for many reasons but especially if you're feeling lonely and dating and without a clear end quote unquote insight I don't even know what that looks like I guess what what is your advice or thoughts on you know online dating dating on OkCupid right now um at this point in the coronavirus pandemic yeah I guess just any advice I think everyone just wants advice just advice on dating yeah it's uh, you know here's um it's harder and it's, it's harder and easier at the same time. I think, you know, you guys have talked about this stuff. Uh, you are home. So you have more time. Your boss is not like over your shoulder seeing your, you know, your profile out. And so you feel like you have the ability. And by the way, we have seen that engagement is through the roof. And as, as a city started to go into lockdown, uh, engagement would spike. Uh, mm -hmm. so 
uh, and that's that's true around the world, whether it's San Francisco, LA, Chicago, or uh, Jakarta, Paris, Berlin. Um, uh, so, um, you know, my advice is this, is be on the apps, like find the right, you know, find the right one or two for you. Uh, send messages, like be engaged. You know, a lot of the advice is the stuff that you do outside of COVID, right? You guys have talked about this, like get on the date. So get on the Zoom date, get on the FaceTime, uh, uh, see if like that's a fit and, and like if there's something there and then you can, you know, depending on where you are, if you're allowed to go on the socially distance walk or not. Uh, you know, I think what, what we, one of the positives of this is it slowed people down and guys are, cannot, you know, they have a lot less uh, likely chance of getting a hookup. And so women like that because they feel less pressure and, and there's a little bit more romance, right? Like the mess, I can even see on accounts, you know, that people are showing me some of the messages are really lovely. And you see people in the program like, Hey, how are you hanging in COVID? Like part of this reset is not bad. You know, again, like I'm on a dating app, but I fully acknowledge the shit behavior that is out there. You know, um, I don't think we're responsible for it. I think dating apps get a little bit of a bad, like a little too much blame for some of it. But I also think, uh, I also think technology facilitates bad behavior, no matter what it is. Right. And so, you know, you just, as a dating app every day, like go to keep it. We're like, how do we, how do we prevent this? How do we, how do we help, et cetera. Um, so, uh, um, so, you know, um, you can, you can date in your sweatpants. Like you can literally have sweatpants on and, and talk to the guy and see if there's something there. So, so I think keep doing that. Uh, you learn a lot about someone in these moments, right? So it can actually be very revealing. Uh, we work with an amazing social psychologist who is, um, uh, is also a single mom. So I'm obsessed with her. Her name's Dr. Sarah Conrath. She's amazing. She's one of her specialties is on empathy and kindness. And she's like, that's actually one of the most important ingredients and in why we connect with someone and what, what makes for a long-term successful relationship is, is that empathy and kindness. We're going to disagree, but can we listen to each other? Can I say, okay, babe, I hear you. Like, this is not working. I'm, we're going to go with that. And, uh, and so, you know, global pandemic is going to reveal that very, very quickly. Um, so are you guys hearing a lot of frustration more? Is it more frustration or more happiness with COVID? Or is it like, uh, now I really don't know what the fuck to do. It's a lot of frustration. But, yeah. I think we're hearing, yeah, mostly frustration and some positives. Like I think to the briefly, the positive you were just saying you know, there's a lot of people right now who like, I think empathy is somewhat easier right now because we're all going through the same thing. <laughs> um, yes. But I think a lot of people are frustrated that their dating plans are put on hold. You know, it kind of feels like we're all we all feel like we're losing time. Maybe it's in our careers or our, you know, this, that and the other thing. But a lot of people are like, I'm getting older. I'm losing a year of my dating life. Yeah. 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 We, I, I bet, um, and that I totally hear that. And there's truth to that, that everything's been slowed down. And part of the hard part of that is, you know, you're, you may be at your, at your parents' house in Indiana and not in New York city. And so you aren't even able to like go on that date. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And then like knowing what to do, do I wear a mask? Do we, can we go for a walk? Is that, too, is it safe? Is it, is that cool? like, you know, and so, yeah. It's, or like it's, we've been on five walks. Yeah. Yeah. How do we, we do? you know, what's the next thing? Five walks. Like I'm over the walk. Like yeah. I just want to go to a dim li a bar with nice lighting yeah. and get a, get a little boost. Yeah. yeah. Or like when I'm ready to make out, that? but <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Just make out and be like, okay, yes, I want to have sex with you. This is like <laughs> got chemistry. I know it's hard. And that what's so weird is the, the question mark about when this will go back to normal. We just, you know, it, it, it's uh, it is, it's a really, really crazy time. It is. And I feel for people where, you know, my, my friend, I have tons of single friends in New York city where we live and uh, you know, they do feel like the clock is ticking. And so I, I feel uh, empathetic towards uh, that scenario too, or people that are with their parents and just like, I'm so over this. I need, I want to be like back in my city meeting people. And I'm just, it's totally on hold. Cause I know I'm not going to meet my person in 
you know, Muncie, Indiana. But you know, I you might you might meet someone really nice. You might meet someone great. Uh, you know, um, I think the positive of what dating apps can do right now is provide that connection. Right? You lost. We lost like the friends you had, like the class or the gym, the the, the local coffee bar, the the dive bar, the running club, like all the work, the security guard at your office who's like so awesome. We've, we've lost all those interactions. And, and it's really important if you, um, you know, if you are single to, to have those and, and dating apps can provide, can provide that thing. And you know, one piece of advice I will give you is, is, and I hear it mostly from women is like, I'm not doing a good job picking the right guy. And I can look at a profile and say, and a lot of red flags right here, you know, or, you know, you are, you are just as you are judging just as fast on the physical appearance as what you accuse men of doing. Women are so guilty of this and they don't want to admit it. And, you know, I sit there with women, long friends and people I just met at a bar because I am that person. And, and they are just one quick, quick judgment. And don't do that. Like give the, give that profile the respect that you want and actually look at what he has to say. You know, a little exercise that's, I think is fun and very powerful and eye opening is to just have your friend hold the dating app and don't look at the picture and read the description. Ooh, I love that. Mm. That's great. And then is it a yes or a no? And don't, uh, that's don't, so fun. Um, it's really fun <laughs> and very, very eye opening. Oh my gosh, we need to do that with Olivia or whenever we people can start going back on dates. Olivia's our regular date or next going on dates for us, whatever. But oh, that's I a really fun thing to game to yes. play on the podcast too. So yeah. Another post-COVID plan to add to the list. Uh, but that I you've got to do that with Olivia. By the way, I just want to back up very quickly because I couldn't remember the drop downs. So let's say this message is um we did rainbow for pride, just to make it prettier. Uh by the way, we serve 22 genders and 20 sexual orientations, but we also have nuances like you can choose up to five. We, we're, we're one of the only dating apps based in New York City, so our, our employees reflect the spectrum of uh, races, uh, gentation, et cetera, that we see in the world. And so I can, I can click on this button. It says unmatch or report, and then bad photo, your options on a report bad photo, aggressive harassment, sexual harassment, spammer, scammer, fake, minor, in, um, in person, assault, abusive, violent, or other. And then you can tell us more. Um, so yeah, I just, I couldn't remember the drop down, all the drop down categories. Cause we're always like tweaking this. Yeah, no, that's um, really, really glad that that capability exists and those options as dark as some of them are, all of them really, um, are important to have. So are and you know we have humans doing this stuff like we're 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 too old for all of that to be on some software like we have warm bodies <laughs> um one of my the, the girl that runs this team is so lovely and she uh we instituted a policy where if we hear from like any frontline worker uh or teacher just give them free a list like what we give it is free and you have an amazing experience for free most of our users are free but we also have a $40 a month version. And so if anyone reaches out to us with that from that crew, or like we had, it started because we had um, a nurse um, reach out and say, can I freeze my paid option? Because life is just too, I'm just too exhausting and emotionally, like not in a place. I mean, can you imagine? No, I cannot. And <laughs> that's just now new policy. And we, this is what's a, a nice, but we can do things very quickly. New policy. If we know that about you, you just get a year of that on us. Just oh, that's we, amazing. whenever you are ready, it's just, and I, I will just get you some Ubers to go on your dates or whatever you, you may need. That's really cool. That's so cool. Yeah. It's also cool that you're like out there talking about it publicly. Like, I hope that some of our listeners can take advantage of it. Like, I feel like sometimes companies have that, but it's like, it's like the secret menu at McDonald's, you know, like they don't really want you to know. <laughs> so, right. Um, Listen, my, my, you can Melissa at okcupid.com is my email or Twitter or whatever, carrier pigeon. But if you are a frontline worker or a teacher, please message me. And I, I will personally ensure that you get free a list for a year, uh, on us. Uh, we could not do enough for those communities that are taking care of people right now. And if this is a tiny little thing that we can do, uh, I would, um, we would be honored to have the chance 
to have the chance to do that. Also, um, healthcare workers and teachers make great um, partners. I just want to say they are selfless people. They can give you stitches. I don't know. <laughs> they have, you know, they look good in scrubs. Like you, they make. So there's my my plug. Also, if you come across someone that's a healthcare worker or a teacher, like make a move. Yeah. Make a move. I want a doctor or a nurse in my family so bad. Right? I have a large extended family and no one is in it. And I'm like, God, doctor. And actually, I don't either in my family. I don't really, I have like scientists yeah, like, doing amazing work, but not that thing where you're like, ah, do I have COVID? But look at this bruise. Yeah. 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 I have a thing and I'm a little embarrassed. Can I just like tell you about my thing? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh. I know. I have a girlfriend who's a, who's who's the doctor and I think I go to her with like everything like should I like do something about this and I'm sure she rolls her eyes but yeah we, we need you need like a family member where you can just abuse that yeah. that privilege right and yeah and and everything you know, like, Truly. My off. they're like it's a hangnail relax yeah no <laughs> right. oh god another reason they're amazing they deal with all their family members I know I know I know <laughs> seriously um, I went to a woman on a plane who was a pediatrician and I said uh I said uh I, you must get asked a million questions, especially on a plane. Like, do you even tell people, like, I love to tell people what I do because they do ask dating advice, but I, I love to dish it. And I was an, I was an award winning woman in New York city for years. I mean, I was also single, I did it for myself, but, uh, but she said, yeah, I do. And she said, so if I tell someone I'll get on the plane and be like, and they're like, Oh, whatever, making conversation. She's like, I tell them I'm a pediatrician. And I say they have for the first until the first 10 minutes of the flight to ask whatever they want and then <laughs> and then the offer expires i love that yes that's that's yeah. incredible that's okay. that's hilarious well i don't want to you know take up too much of your time melissa so thank you so much for coming on and you know just sharing more about what you're doing at okay cupid i think it's you know really amazing and i yeah i think our listeners will really appreciate just even if they're not a healthcare worker, what you are doing um, as well. So thank you so much for coming Definitely. and chatting with us. You guys, thanks and for having me. I, you are, um, I love how uh, you, I love how you guys have been given like some great advice and like funny, hilarious stories and anecdotes on dating. So uh, this was so awesome and stay tuned because we are going to do some very cool things with voting. Uh, so if you care about that, uh, you might need to uh, check out OkCupid. But thank you so much. This was awesome. And please, if anybody, um, and you know what, if you're not a frontline worker um, and you're not a teacher, but like life is kind of hard right now, and please just email me and I will give you a free A-list on OkCupid. Like I, you can have a great experience without it, but you do, you, there are some benefits and some bells and whistles. So just tweet me or email me um that's I'm amazing people out there that actually you know um so uh totally. can we will you shout out your your handles and your email one more time for everyone i'll also yeah. link it in the show notes below yes it's melissa at okcupid.com m-e-l-i-s-s-a at okcupid.com or melissa hobbly ny on twitter so that's m-e-l-i-s-s-a-h-o-b-l-e-y n-y Amazing. Thank you so much. This was so great. Thank, Thank you so much, much Melissa. So Can I come back and hear about uh, um, a nurse or a teacher who found someone? Okay, cute. Yes. Oh my yes. God. Please. <laughs> yeah. And and Period. election time too. You're or welcome back anytime. Yeah. We're gonna completely be squawking about that until yes. the day yes. is here. So we're all about for sure. That. Okay. Well, this was amazing. Thank you so much. You guys are the best. Thank you so much Thank for having you. me. Thank you. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.